and welcome to the podcast today. It is 3.35 in Podcastville on Monday, March 22nd. I dare say this is the uh, most beautiful day of the year. So far, it certainly is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nice couple of days. I mean, obviously, it's been miserable, like, life-wise, planet-wise for the last year. As I think people have now denoted it's officially one year in the pandemic because we're not marking, like, everybody closed at different times. Everybody went into quarantine or isolation, whatever you want to call it. But I think we're marking everybody's excitement over the release of Tiger King as the (laughs) one-year pandemic anniversary. I think I was sent home a week ago, like a year last week. So a year ago last week. Um, yeah, one year. So we could at least get, you know, some nice weather. Mm-hmm. And we've got that right now. And for a couple of days, did you, I, I know you were looking at houses over the weekend. So that, that entailed being outside. Did you do anything else outdoorsy? Get the dogs out or anything? Yeah, we normally try. We took them for like longer walks this time. Sonny went for a car ride. Um to in time you know times when he goes out for rides he likes to drive around or take the long way so they went on like a nice car ride too i think that was it i mean i went out with my mom to run some errands on saturday that just kept getting like we had to go to two places and i think by the time we were done we were at like five like it just we just added on stuff um but probably because it was a nice day outside you know the sun was out temperature was good so we just kept on adding stuff but no i think that was about it we didn't do a we didn't do a whole lot yeah, it's it's nice to get the longer walks, of course, but it's also like, yeah, I'll run an extra couple of errands. It's a nice day. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I, I didn't. What did I? I mostly slept through. No, 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 no. I was up more than usual on a Saturday, and then I was like, I should have just slept all the way in. Uh, but yesterday, um, Amanda brought her child over. Oh, I. You know what? I spoke it up. I knew that was coming. How how was it? Disastrous. Uh oh. I'll keep this short because we have a lot to get to, and I also have to (laughs) keep an eye on on traffic things. And and we've got a computer server meltdown in place as well. Um, It was, in in retrospect, it was a bad idea. So they were at the park all day with every like they trying to find. Where did they go? I think they went to Secor first, and it was busy, so they left. And then they went to Olander, and he had a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, So he is autistic, Mm -hmm. and this is not, from what I gather, like oh my. My son's autistic. No, your son is just shy. Or mm-hmm. the other things of like what I was talking about with my friend Kara on Facebook today. Uh, the thing I put up, super triggering. Oh, you're so OCD. No, you don't. You're not OCD. No, you're not. By bi- he's autistic. Yeah, um, he's on the scale, on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't. He doesn't. I don't think he talks a lot. Um, okay. And he's still in diapers. So oh, he's, okay. he's, he's three and a half. He's autistic. So, yeah. Um, what do the dogs do when people come over? They love on people. Lose their shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was too much for him. And then to compound them being wild, put him in the house and we sat outside. What did they do when they heard dad just through the door? Bark, Barked. bark, bark, bark. So he was hands on his ears the whole time. Although I did get a good reading of Pete the cat. Pete the cat. Pete the cat. Who's that? He is a uh, he is a cat, and he had a, a shirt with buttons, and then it lost all its buttons. I guess it's, oh. a, it's a kid thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, he likes Pete the cat. 
But, and, and then I, I texted Amanda later on. I was like, I feel awful. Like, there's no, we shouldn't have done that. Like, it was a good attempt. I mean, it was the effort. Like, I feel like even though it what may not have been successful, it, sh- you know, it would make me feel good that 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 it had happened. You know, because clearly you wanted to meet him, and she must have wanted you to meet him. So that's really nice. Um. Yeah. Some people might say that it was uh, it was too soon. But it's very casual. Yeah. So it was great. And I gave her her blender back. <laughs> you had her blender. Uh, for the, the the dinner I tried to make last Friday, my, I needed a blender. My blender does not do well with foreign things other than like ice cubes, fruit, and protein. Oh. Um. So I so she brought hers over, and she has one of like the badass ninja ones. Yeah, I have one of those. How much does that thing cost? Well, wait. Okay, so she probably has the really expensive one. I have the I have a food processor okay. slash blender. It does both, so it like kind of pops off, and I attach it to whichever one I'm using. She probably has the big one. You have like the poor person's one. It's like it looks like a bowl. I must, it's like yeah. seventy. It's like sixty or seventy bucks, right? Yeah, it was like eighty-five, but yes. Okay. Yeah, she has like the full size one, and I yeah. told her when she brought it over, I was like, I'm like, you know, that's like a several hundred dollar blender. She's like. No, it's not. I'm like, <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. How much, do you know how much that one is? Uh, it's probably like 180, if not more. Yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, this the small Ninja Blender is like 120 or something, and this is the big one. So, yeah, I gave it back to her. Did you love it? Are you gonna buy one? I didn't use it. I'm not gonna buy it. I just buy the knockoff Ninja ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but enough of that. Uh, let's let's dive into some things. We'll do the serious stuff first, and then we'll get to the fun thing. Um, the serious stuff. Uh, two things. Um, the the shooting in Sylvania yesterday. Uh, I asked a friend of mine that uh, where, where the Sylvania Facebook page is like just gabbing and gabbing. She's like, no, that's the other side of Sylvania, which <laughs> I thought. So, twenty uh, four year old Hispanic guy, and the officers did not have body cameras. So there's, uh, there's yeah. so there's none of that. Um, it's a terrible, tragic situation because somebody died. Um, a, a person went through, I believe, a couple of houses or was attempting to, kicked in the door, I think like quarter to four in the morning or quarter to five in the morning. People heard it. Um, they confronted the person. And apparently, according to the 911 call, the person who made the call said he was apologizing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think the guy took anything. Um, it didn't sound like it. And then ran off. And then by the, the police had arrived said he had a gun he made some kind of motion towards his waist and then he got shot in the shoulder and then in the face and obviously he's dead it's it sucks that that happened it sucked it sucks that any of this happened to begin with i try not yeah. to dive too deep into the online discourse um but the first thing i thought when i did read some of the comments was it sucks that people that that people have lost trust in police but in many cases they brought them on themselves it sucks that we don't have uh, video of this, but uh, after processing this for a day, it's I don't, I don't care what color this person was or whatever. There was something wrong with this person, and it sucks that it came to this. And you know, something avoidable. But here we are. It sounded when I read it, it almost, somebody described him. First of all, if you're going to rob somebody in the middle of the night, I don't think you're kicking a door in. You're going to try to open that door as quietly as possible, and or a window or whatever you can. And then it sounds like. Somebody described him as if he was just running through their house. You know, that doesn't sound like somebody that is, 
you know, trying to steal your big screen or, or something of that nature. So that was my question when I read it. I said, what was he doing? You know, breaking into these homes, but what, what for? And, um, yeah, young and desperate and not making smart decisions. And unfortunately he lost his life based on, you know, and, and unfortunately for the officers, we can only go off their word because there was not that supporting evidence to say, you know, he said he had a gun, you know, he reached into his pocket. There's no proof of that. So that not to say that there's anything that's going to happen there, but that's just the challenging part um, because I think it was found that he did not have a weapon on him. So when no. they did, no. yeah, he did, he didn't actually have a gun on him. So, yeah. and that's always unfortunate, so, you know, uh, and also uh, considering I'm assumed to be home, home, soon to be homeowner as well, I would be spooked if I was the neighbors. Um, so this, there's a lot of, unfortunate things that happened with that incident. It's a little sad. Yeah. Uh, on, in, in many ways, uh, if we take everything at its word, you know, I know police officer wakes up. Well, I would say 99.9% of police officers don't wake up in the morning and go, I want to kill someone today. Right. Um, and that person's got to live with that. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It, this, this, this grisly year continues and I don't want to throw it all on the pandemic, but, and we don't, I don't want to talk about this a whole lot other than, um, there was a car chase the other night, a couple of kids, and uh-huh. 15-year-old kid died. Yeah. Um, like, th- the grisliness of this year is just relentless. There was also, a, a I want to say, a 16-year-old or maybe an 18-year-old that was found shot in the street and died And then this weekend. And then there was a body that was found um, and near a body of water locally in Lucas County, I believe, um, by somebody... But and they're like, you know, the fire, the dive team had to go out and get them. I think it was a body. I don't want to miss misread that. But there was divers involved. So, um, yeah, there was a lot going on this weekend. And obviously the weather broke. So we may be dealing with that for a couple more days where there's just some extra activity because more people are getting out there. Um, But, yeah, it seems like we've had more. 36 hours, 36 hour periods than, mm-hmm. than I can ever remember where like it's just bodies dropping for one reason or another. Accidents, uh-huh. awful tragedies, shootings. And I don't want to just throw it out and to, to it's the universe or it's the pandemic. Maybe it's just a, a, a tough time. But I mean, people, you got to put facts behind why things happen. And I guess it is easy to assign blame to the pandemic and all the havoc that is, it has caused in people's lives. A lot of young people as well. There's a lot of, there's a lot of clear desperation coming from younger people. Like this young man that, that was in, that robbed those Sylvania homes or attempted robbery was 24, you know, young adult. So lots of desperation coming from male, young males. It's yeah, that's, that's usually what it is. Yeah. They're the ones that commit the majority of crimes, regardless of color. It's it's usually males. Um, mm-hmm. And you threw something out that, that made me think of this even more. I, I was focused on some other things, but um, you're breaking into people's houses in the middle of the night on a weekend. Uh, like they're probably going to be home. <laughs> exactly. And then again, you kick the door in like you didn't right. even you didn't even try to gently nudge it or open a window or find or like quietly break a glass or something you just kick not that i am you know well versed in robberies but you just bust the door in like the swat team like that's gonna wake them up right away yeah i'm curious not that it it will change much but i'm curious of his story because we don't know anything yet an out-of-state driver's license it doesn't seem like 
anybody has said that was that was my brother, that was my son, or anything like that. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious to see it play out, just because I I was you know like you, we we crave information and we're we're curious people. Sure. Um, before uh, another more serious thing. Not desperation, just stupidity. And now we know that Delaney, the bridge climber, was trying to get a selfie. And oh I don't think we talked about this on Friday, but I, I Philip over the years kept, I, maybe we talked about this in the past. He kept track of all the things that I would throw out as like these, these Ericisms, these rules. <laughs> no neck tattoos. Um, don't change your, don't be creative. Don't do no onions. And drive-throughs of fast food places. Just take the shit off yourself. I've long listed these things. No left turns. No left turns across incoming traffic. Yeah, like the list. Is, like it's like a hundred or so things long now. One of, one of the other things is now a lot of these things were tongue in cheek, but this was even when people died. And one of the rules was safety, not selfie. And once or twice a year, some jackass would do something dangerous to take a picture and die. And this was almost Delaney. Yeah, I don't, I mean, and did we say that this was a bet? Somebody placed a bet? I don't know. I would never, like, what What was this girl on, if anything, that you're like, yep, gonna climb the top of that, like, bridge, like, all the way up to the lanterns. That is so high, and without any, I just, I'm like, you, you just wanted to die. Like, this is outrageous. I don't know. We did some stuff when we were young and dumb that we could have died I have never. Really? Shut up. I honestly ask my mom. I was not adventurous because I feel I was a scaredy cat for just about everything. I wasn't adventurous for much of anything just because I didn't either want to get hurt, die, get detention, get in trouble. I didn't do anything. (laughs) I just didn't love it. I was that girl. I definitely was a party pooper. I did some things. Nothing like climbing a bridge, but there were certainly some things where... Like, if I did it now, my parents would be getting a visit from child services. But, you know, the 80s and 90s were... Different times. They were different times. Yeah. Um, back into the serious things. So, Miami and Miami Beach are a shit show. There's all kinds of curfews. No visitors. Just local people. And, like I talked about with you this morning, I have yet to see a white person in any of the videos or pictures. And... That's one thing, but I'm also, as I texted you when I saw it at the gym today, I was like, this this does not do any, this does not benefit race relations as we try mm-hmm. to make things more, as we try to make things better and equal for black and brown people in this country. Because as I texted you, Carl in rural Ohio is watching Fox News, watching all this, probably thinking, good, hope they all get shot. I think that um, I don't understand what it was about um, Miami this weekend and the last week that has gotten so many people decide to get up and go out. It is, I mean, I saw, obviously we know that there was white people down there, but the majority of the folks down there were people of color um, celebrating and having a good time and doing what they wanted to do, obviously, because we've all been locked up and cooped up forever. But I just don't understand what the hype was about this weekend other than the crowds just started to go. So people then wanted to go where the crowds were. I was disappointed um, in the action and the behavior. Like we don't just get to like, it, it was like a episode. It was like a beastie boys music video. Like, you know what I mean? Like fighting there. Somebody said like they li- literally were fighting for the right to party. <laughs> like <laughs> Literally. And it was just like the, 
come on, this is not cool. Like, let's make good choices. And ask any black person. We absolutely hate to always have to be the example for other black people, but it's just the way of life. And some people choose to live by that. And other people are like, you know what, I'm going to live my life the way I want to live and not, not subscribe to what I should or shouldn't be doing for the sake of the entire race and the entire community. But Jesus, like this is, I mean, I think a car was lit on fire. Um, they were literally in the TV camera saying that they don't care about a curfew. They're going to chill and have a good time. Young people, lots of young people. So yeah, that, it was, it's just unfortunate. We need like a horde, like an army of Donna Anderson's with their yes. hands ready. Get your fashion book. flip flop. <laughs> get your fashion book, flip flop and get ready to pull that boy off that car by the ear and say, you get your ass home right now. I have a girlfriend that lives in Miami. I should call her and find out like what the hell is going on. How are you doing down there? It's just a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, it's chaos. I have a friend that was a high school friend. Share the same birthday with him. Um, he works for the Miami Heat down there. And all of his stories on Instagram are just complaining like people go home. And he wasn't calling colors out by anybody. Just like he wants the people in the carnage to leave because it's like that city is on its head right now. Yeah. And then. Again, it's just so disappointing because it's everybody's making the wrong choice. And then when you have the, you know, when there's consequences that are put in place, you clearly aren't showing respect for the consequences. And unfortunately, these are not native my, people to Miami. Obviously, there's a large amount that are, but these people are going to be going back to their prospective homes and whatever they caught while they were down there um, is going to come back with them. So it it could, it's potentially like one, probably one of the biggest you know, events that could spread coronavirus to other parts, you know, or a strain or what have you to other parts of the country. It's just really unfortunate. Also, though, it's a very good example, I feel like, of the, uh, and I know we don't want to go down this route, but it, the leadership in the state of Florida has been subpar. And um, in, in other locations and in other places, you still can't do stuff like that. So this probably would not have been as big of a deal as it is somewhere in Florida where they're releasing things so quickly um, compared to other states, I guess. But yeah. um, we don't have to go down that route. But it's it's still, it was just a mess and disappointing to see. Um, all right, that's it. That, that's it for the serious stuff. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, I had a job interview. Mm. Um, not, it was, it's outside, it was, and I'm, I'm be very vanilla. It was outside of radio, but still kind of in the world. I mean, everything is mm -hmm. some kind of media, marketing, things like that. And um, I was—I I just wanted to go through the process. Like I always tell people, like, go go do an interview so you can see what people are asking and what, what employers want. So I wanted to go through that process because I had not in a while. I, I actually can't remember the last time I'd done that. Um, I thought it went well. I actually wound up, I wound up knowing one of the gentlemen, and uh, I had not heard anything. I should have known better. I rarely ever check my mail, and yesterday I grabbed my mail. The, the, I know people hate the post office right now, but I think the post office hates me because of mm. how infrequently I check my mailbox. Mm -hmm. And in there was a letter saying that I uh, was not going to be offered the position. Mm -hmm. um, the, the interview was on, I think, March, let me check, the 3rd. Mm -hmm. The letter was dated March 5th. Oh, geez. And I don't want to read too much into it. It's a little disappointing. Like, you always want to be offered something. It seemed like it might have been a sure. decent place to go. Maybe this is where I step out of radio. Or maybe I can do both. Yeah. But 
Um, and again, I'm probably just overthinking it or whatever, but man, they got that that denial letter out really fast. Like it didn't even take like 36 hours and they're like, here you go. You're not getting the offer. I mean, maybe they don't have a ton to do. Like not to say that there isn't like, you know, that there isn't busy schedules or anything like that, but it could be a slow period. Um, or yeah, they, they just got it out to you quickly. I mean, I do think that they have a responsibility of punctuality when it comes to interviews and um, notifying someone of, you know, who, who has interviewed what the result was. So that in, in the HR field, there is also the punctuality piece to it that they, or I think punctuality is the word I want to use, timeliness yeah. um, that they have to abide by. That's, that's what I've learned, which is um, interesting. You're, you're, it's a great perspective. This is what I wanted to bring it up because it's also thoughtful because there are people out there who are not in my situation. And I yeah. do this on a whim I just want it at some point, like radio will not be a thing for me, whether it's my choice or someone else's. And I've got to be out there in this path. So this was kind right. of like brushing up on that. Um, and if it would have, would have, if the offer would have been there and I would have had to make a hard decision one way or another, fine. It, it's, it's practice for that stuff. But you're right. There are other people, lots of people who are applying for jobs and waiting and waiting and waiting and mm-hmm. waiting and mm-hmm. would love to hear in within 48 hours even if it's mm-hmm. a no they would just like to know rather than having being stuck in that peril or that uncertainty yeah yeah no that's exactly right so um good for them good for them and you know good for you for getting the experience and next you know whatever the next opportunity is if that's something you feel like doing because you also just had an interest in you know going through the interview process and getting an idea of what that looks like yeah um the fun thing now tell me okay. about your how you get your nails done? I do them myself. Mm. Okay, so then this might not apply to you. Have you seen this story? Has gotten a lot of traction uh, when I threw it up on social. <laughs> there are two um, nail places: Jonathan Coy, it's K H O I. I think it's mm-hmm. Coy, not Choi. And there's another place in Sylvania called Sandals. They are applying for liquor licenses, which I think is brilliant. I think that is very smart. It should happen. I, I want to say in larger cities, you you do find stuff like that where there's more of like a spa environment and you can have champagne and wine or, you know, something. So good for them, especially if they're going to be the first ones in Toledo to do that. Good job. But you probably already can. Drink. Well, you, you can drink while you do your nails now. Right. I started doing my nails this time last year because obviously we couldn't go do it. We couldn't go ourselves. Um, so I do my own, but before I would always go to Valentina at Soto Salon in Perrysburg, okay. which is more like a hair salon, but they have a really good um, nail area and Valentina is the best. And what I loved about them is they would give me coffee. Like it was like, you know, it was more of the customer experience and I got coffee and, you know, sat in really comfortable chairs and things like that. So that that was nice. So I think um, Jonathan Coy, I've never been, but I know people who swear by them. So good for them. Yeah. Um, are you more loyal to who does your hair or who does your nails? I have, I, it would have been my hair, but I have not gotten my hair done in not eight years, eight years, seven years. Okay. So, but, but my hair, when I moved to Toledo, I would drive back to Cleveland twice a month to go get my hair done. Got it. So, um, when I was going and getting it done, it was more loyal to my hair. Valentina, I love her. She's actually a really good friend of mine. So I'm extremely loyal to her, but the Soto prices are pretty, pretty steep. 
So if I can afford it for that month, then I would have gone to Valentina. If I need to just get my nails done so they don't look ugly, I will go to one of the salons in the mall and pay 28 bucks and call it a day. Do they call them chop shops? Oh, no, I've never heard that. Okay. Um. Oh, good segue. Back yeah. to serious stuff. Sorry that I'm like, I'm all high wire stuff today. I don't know. <laughs> Super. It's a Monday. We'll we'll I'll erode by by as the week goes on. Um, I I put this on Facebook and nobody saw it. I it, it it is it is truly like a research project, and I I collect all this information to see what works, what doesn't, and this mm-hmm. is one that like nobody saw, and it's fascinating to me because it means that you didn't care about it. Like you didn't not you, but people didn't care about it so facebook's like eh we're just going to let it go we're not going to prop it up in the algorithm i saw that there were um protests over the weekend mm-hmm. um to treat asian people with some humanity and respect um, as there should be as there sh- but it, it i looked at when we it, it was maybe just the way it was worded mm-hmm. and that's fine and that but it, it struck this thought in me um, usually when we protest something, it's some form of authority. We protest like the way the government's acting or we protest, uh, how we're being charged for this. It's usually a, a, a thing of authority. In this case, our, our behavior needs to change so much so that we are protesting how some people are treating people who are different from them. Like yeah. literally we need to protest what you should be learning before you hit kindergarten. Treat these people equally and with respect. And it just goes back to, this country ain't as great as many people say it is. And look, there's a lot of good things, but we we overlook a lot of the, the dark parts of it. And as many people have learned over the last week, a lot of those dark parts, especially in the last hundred years or so, involves Asian people and how they've been treated or mistreated in this country. And the fact that we have to protest treating people with humanity and decency i mean we were protesting police before police brutality against people who are brown these are not people of authority these are just other americans who are mistreating asian people and we have to protest that and it's 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 troubling it it, it's troubling to a great degree for me i think it's protesting the culture like pro if you are if you think of is, you know, and you're not an American, somebody outside of America, and you're thinking of the American culture, like a large portion of that is rooted in whiteness and racism and, um, you know, make America great again, we're the greatest country in the world, that when we're actually not. So like this delusion. <laughs> That's <laughs> that what it is. It is. And so it's a protest of just general um, the, the culture in the U S that continues to continues. And I, I said it last year when we, I, I believe we started talking about it, even on the podcast, you know, there's behavior that continues to get a pass that I almost feel like should be like bleeped out if, as if you're saying the F word on TV, like when people were calling the coronavirus, the China virus or the right. Wuhan virus or this, you know, and there were people that were just felt okay with that. Okay. With saying it. Even if you were somebody that believes this could have came from, it did come from Wuhan and it could have been, you know, a mistake in the lab that is getting covered up. Okay, fine. But that doesn't mean that the, that, that, um, the Chinese population is responsible for all of this or should be, their punishment should be taken out on them, you know, and 
again, in a slew of other things. So it's just they're protesting the culture, which yeah. I feel like is a huge undertaking. <laughs> like, and that, you know, that's why it's, it's arguably harder than protesting right. authority, which Correct. at some point has to answer to someone. Culture and behavior, it, it's why it's so hard to change. That's why Me Too is, it, it, Me Too seems to have almost been silence when really it should have just gotten nothing but louder and louder. And yeah, it, it, it took down many of the right people, but there are still more out there. Correct. I saw, I watched a clip from John Oliver just today, just before I was working on some stuff and it was on and, you know, he was criticizing Megan McCain on The View because, you know, they showed a clip of her last year saying, like, I don't care what you call the coronavirus. It's deadly and dangerous, but I don't care what you call it. You call it what you want. And it was like, no, you don't call it what you want. And then they cut to like a year later where she was calling out, you know, saying stop Asian hate and calling out, you know, this kind of behavior, but then deflected and started talking about anti-Semitism and, and um, Nick Cannon. And it's like, girl, that's not what we're talking about right now. The same thing when, when we were talking about George Floyd and black lives and everyone's like, what about these lives? And what about these lives? And it's like, can we focus on, that's fine, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Like, let's get back to what we're talking about. And um, I just, it, it's it's going to be really challenging and it, it calls for more people to come together and that movement of stop Asian hate may eventually revolve into evolve into something larger because it has to represent everything. Once you start to protest the culture, it's not just what happened to the um, Asian um, citizens that will need to be addressed because they're not the only ones experiencing it. But right now it is it's, right now. One hundred percent. It's. It's white American pride. Uh, what right. happened last week reminded me of um, of nine eleven. Yeah, like all of a sudden, every Muslim is a terrorist, or many people acted that way. That was absolutely horrific. Yeah, um, and it's still like that, and we just can't seem to shake that from our from our culture. It's it's disgusting. I don't understand also why it's so challenging to just come out and say that 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 the crime of last week was rooted in racism just because this person may have some sort of sex addiction doesn't mean that they weren't also part part you know participating in conversations surrounding um needing to stand up against chinese americans needing to fight back you know chinese this chinese that like his rhetoric consistently revolved around in inconsistent information racism um, while also was a sex addict. So I don't understand why it can't be both, if that makes any sense. I'm just like, yeah, I don't I understand, I, you know, and the fact that you are unwilling to say it for what it is um, makes people, I think it, it, it emboldens people a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that is just, is disappointing and good luck to, to those protesting the culture. I mean, I do it in my own personal ways, but um on a large, and I was wondering why it wasn't getting a lot of media coverage, but this, I think the scale of the protests were not as large. Yeah. Um, and, and parts of the country where we have seen them be hundreds of thousands. I have a wild theory. Can I throw it to my speculative gut? Sure. Um, I apply why the Asian hate has gone on for so long, and I can't, I mean, just the, the with COVID and stuff, but I go back to like the internment during World War II, where we put 
Asian Americans, American citizens into con- what were essentially concentration camps, not anywhere near like what, what Nazis did with Jews, but they were interned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there was stuff beyond that as, as well. So it, it's gone on a long time. I kind of conflate the battle to stop Asian hate with what's going on with um, Native Americans mm-hmm. and for how, like, yeah. with the Washington football team, how the name change discussion and discourse began with, within the last 10 years. And it never really got to, like, a Me Too kind of level or anything to the level of George Floyd-type protests or anything like that. And I'm wondering if it's because, and, and again, this is sheer speculation, um, one, it, it's always a numbers thing, and there are not those are not uh, minorities to the size of like Hispanic people in this country or Black people. Mm-hmm. So numbers play play something into it. But I'm also wondering if just the not my perception of the non-combative nature of those cultures. Um, that p- possibly. Um, and I mean, you can say it. There was I read an article the other day, and they were talking about how so many people perceived Asians and in Chinese Amer- Asians overall to be weaker or less not, not weaker. And I'm not <coughs> okay. I'm, I'm just saying not combative, kind of like me. Like if you want to say that I'm a big nosed kike, I'll be like, okay, cool, you're an idiot. I'll go on with my day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to take it to another level. It's it's more like that. They're just not combative. They understand that there is hate out there, and again, not combative. I would. Ne- I'm not calling them weak by any stretch of the imagination. I would say that if you do, if you are making a point of that nature, this will be interesting for you to kind of reflect on it and think about it more, because then you you may be unintentionally implying that the other minority populations are combative when you're referring to um, injustice or crimes against them because of who they are, what they look like, what they do. I'm not, but I get your point. And, mm-hmm. But I will say this. Um, when, if we're, Women and black people probably mm-hmm. have more bones to pick mm. with this country. Well, Native Americans, I mean, they were... Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we took all that shit. Right, right. But, yeah, and God, we killed them in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. But again, maybe... It, it, so, yeah, that's really bad. But maybe they just don't have the sheer numbers of, of uh, black people and, and women do and the atrocities that have happened to them during the time in this country. Well, and, the, and I think there's also... There's an increase in physical harm and death coming to them yeah. that that yep. may not have been the case before. It's it just increasing at a rapid rate. So we may see where with black people that happened all the time. Death yep. and harm... And trauma is always the response to us compared to, you know, maybe passive aggressive racism. Um, But now it's like aggressive aggression, physical violence, death, harm and trauma coming to now the Asian population. So it's coming more to the surface. So um, when somebody said Redskins, excuse me, please. But when somebody says that it's in the ears. Yeah. It's not someone getting shot in the back running away from a police officer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At least not at the rate, certainly, but not at the rate that it happens to um, black and brown people. Yeah. So I think that might have something to do with it. But I'm I'm hoping that this doesn't. And I was worried about this. Like, I, honestly, I was worried about the Capitol insurrections happening and that we aren't necessarily going to see something happen on that scale anymore or not for a long time. But we are going to see a lot of small things happen 
just like they, you know, almost at the rate that like school shootings and things like that happen. We're going to see a lot of small stuff happen from fringe individuals like this. I don't even know his name. I don't care. Um, over and over and over again. And I wouldn't, I would not be surprised. Unfortunately, that has become part of culture over the last decade or so. Yeah. Our culture specifically. Yeah. yeah yep. I, I, so I forget what it, I, I forget my things, but in like the, I think in the 70s and 80s, 70s, like, we, it was the serial killer Yes, it was. Your, your Bundys and Dahmers yep. and like, maybe even cults, or was that the 60s? I don't know. Okay. I, I, I only go back to, I, I just don't know as much then. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a more clan stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this is me just fetishizing from TV stuff. But 70s and 80s, it was... Everybody was afraid of getting, like, nobody wanted to be the victim of a serial killer. And mm-hmm. that sounds, like, so wild, but it, it was so big then, and I'll and I'll marry the point to what you just talked about and bring us back to the present. It was then everybody was afraid. Like, nobody wanted to be killed by Ted Bundy or Son of Sam. Like, it was, it terrorized the country. Mm-hmm. When in reality, the chances of that happening, you have a better chance of a plane landing on your head. But it scared people. Then we got to the 90s, and we went into the terrorism mm-hmm. uh, time where that was fetishized and it was a serious concern. Remember, do you remember the original World Trade Center bombing in like 97 or 98? It was in the garage, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. in, in the 90s out of the Gulf War stuff, it was it was terrorism and we were terrified of that. When in reality, mm-hmm. you had a better chance of flying a plane on your own head, but still it scared us. And then as we kind of transitioned away from that, and I think we did a good job, you know, getting rid of the Taliban and doing what we could in the Middle East and, and at least we changed our problems. Right. And then it became domestic terrorism where Sandy Hook kind of sadly kicked off the air of we've got to worry about these people going in and, and shooting up places. And I know there was Columbine and stuff, but that seemingly was an outlier. Whereas Sandy Hook kicked off a time of this is what we have to worry about. Yeah. And thankfully, the chances of it happening are very slim. But the fear of it is is the size of an airplane and, and rightly so in many cases. But I think the only thing, I I mean, I think you're absolutely right. And I will just add the only thing that has remained consistent from the 50s and beyond in every decade is civil rights and lack thereof. Every decade, every single one. So um, it, yeah, it's just, and I think that that kind of wraps into what you were saying and that like this place kind of hasn't always been that great. Like, (laughs) yes. We, it just isn't. <laughs> we're, we're really great about um, hiding our fat ass. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's kind. It's kind of disgusting, and maybe I'm. It just is disgusting. Focusing on 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 the bad, but I'm just trying to be objective about. It. Like there are too long of a list of great things here. But some of those great things were on the backs of people who didn't deserve it. I think um, it just adds to the delusion. Like the, you delusion know, is you, a great word. If you think of, you know, how we are viewed in other countries, and I mean other countries like, um, like England and, you know, Germany and not just, you know, but when you think about how we're viewed, you know, it's not like if you are an American going in and saying you're from the best country in the world, like you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get made fun of. You know, because your arrogance is almost delusional. <laughs> like, it's yeah, just like, right. nope. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, 
I know you're not great with sports, but I'll give you a sports analogy as we, we can move on as we're getting a little okay. deep here with this with a, a large discussion, but a good one with lots to think about. Um, th- these problems are all over the world. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure you see the stories of people calling like black soccer players all kinds of horrific things. Oh my gosh, yes, yeah. But it's just like what you said, the delusion. Like, I think there's probably a little bit more objectivity in some of those other places. It's kind of like... So for basically all of your adult life, the Yankees have been incredible. Like, yes. they're the best baseball team. Granted, they're the most popular and all this stuff. But in the 80s, they sucked. Oh, did they? They were <laughs> awful. Like, they went so long without making the playoffs. It's like when everybody in the stadium is going, we're number one, we're number one. It's like, you haven't won shit. Like, yeah. you won 38 years. It's like, it's like Michigan football. Like, <laughs> yes. Like your last title was in '98, and that's 23 years ago. And you're a good team, but you're not Ohio State or Alabama or Clemson. But yet you want to be that. It's just delusion, not meshing with true ob- objectivity. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly right. And that's not to say that like we aren't still extremely privileged and have all these wonderful things. But at the same time, like you, I don't think you can all. I don't think you know, you can continue to you as in like a, a whole country. Like, I don't think we can continue to con- like brag about what we do and what we have without acknowledging like how awful it is for so many people and how, you know, how poor of an example we have made nationally on amongst many things. Yeah. You know, for many reasons. Um, so when I was sitting with Amanda yesterday out on the step, Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I was thinking, it was like, nice night, spring, and there was something missing. What? And then I realized that not once since I've lived there, which is, will be, it's about two and a half years now, not once have I heard an ice cream truck go through the neighborhood. Really? And there's no reason it, it shouldn't. There are kids, like, I see school buses every day and kids getting off the, there are kids in the neighborhood, and... I am going to do what I have to to somehow get an ice cream truck to go through the, just to hear the sound and maybe get like a, the, whatever the red, white, and blue thing is. That's my favorite thing. Oh, it's like a rocket. I think some people call it a bomb pop, but whatever it is. Yeah, uh, those are really good. Uh, that's my favorite one. So I, we don't have them in my neighborhood and I don't really pay attention to them. I don't think they're as common as they used to be. Oh, they are. Which, you think so? Well, I don't think they're as common as they used to be. I thought the same thing, but then, what? Living in apartments, you learn that because they don't—they don't often. They will come around as much. Maybe the, the apartments won't let them, but they're mm-hmm. there. There was an ice cream. There were ice cream trucks that you could rent out for events, and I mean, TPD bought one. They yep, come downtown that. every now and then. So yeah, I, I will never forget last summer. So obviously I go to my brother's house a lot and he lives in a neighborhood full of kids. So there's an ice cream truck all the time in the summer. And Andrew really wanted some ice cream and he heard the truck and I didn't have any like cash on me. And, it, you know, he was having a, a fit. And so we finally got like some quarters together and he hops on his bike and he friggin like loses me very quickly and I'm trying to run after him because he is still he's he was he's five. So he was either just turning five or still four. 
um, like literally had just learned how to ride his bike without training wheels. And so I'm trying to run after him because I didn't like the fact that I can't see him. And I was running like this ice cream truck had gotten blocks away. And you just see my big ass like <laughs> running up the street <laughs> trying to catch my nephew who is just and then he doesn't understand money. So he just points to what he wants and didn't realize he didn't have money for it. And so I'm like, no, honey, you don't have money for that. Nope, don't have money for that. And then luckily, bless his little child heart, he got something that he had money for and then had enough money left over to get his little brother something. But um, I, I was just like, Jesus, I, this is what I have to look forward to. <laughs> you you made me think of when I was a kid, and I don't know if you, you did this, but I mean, I could have been cast as the Flash if... I would, yes. you saw me running like I would run for the ice cream truck because you'd hear it. You'd go, oh, I don't have any money. Then you run into the house. You mm-hmm. either hope you have some or you haggle with your mom. You're like, no, mom, I need 225 Here's $3. Go get what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then by that time, the truck is already gone. And then you're just, hust- you're just hauling after it. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I ever ran after it because it would always stop in front of our house. So, like, literally, I would just walk to the end of the driveway. <laughs> like, I'm at the Thomas household. I'm going to bank here. <laughs> just walk to the end of the driveway because, you know, our house was also like our house and our neighbor's house across the street was also the house that all the kids would come to. So they were already there. But and our our neighborhood didn't have a ton of kids in it growing up. So um, anyway, we love the ice cream truck. Andrew loves Andrew and Colin both love the ice cream truck. Hopefully, in whatever neighborhood we move to, I will be able to hear the sweet sounds of that. Hello, there's like <laughs> there's like a lady that comes over the speaker. Hello, and then you hear the clapping on the sounds, and they just need to make them look nicer. They look like dump yes, wagons. Yes, they just, and you, you know what they you, do. You you would never leave your child alone with the person no. in that ice cream truck. But you damn sure are going to buy some ice cream from that person. Yeah. That was why I was hauling ass so much. I mean, granted, they would give Andrew right back, bless his heart, if anybody swiped him. But it's still, you know, I was just like, I can't see you. Slow down. And he's like, come on, auntie. Come on, faster. And I was like, oh, my God. Last thing, we'll we'll, uh, wrap up with a a little historical note that I came across today. Mm -hmm. Um, There was something in the Blade that they need to do something with the old Mott branch of the library. Mm. And uh, I guess children's services. Do you know Robin Reese? No, but her name is familiar. Robin is on billboards. You might recognize her. And And Julie, God, what's Julie's last name? Uh, Robin and Julie, I've seen them a bunch of times. They do blue shirts. I think we do blue shirts in, in April. Um, so they, they're, they're, I guess whatever it is downtown has been problematic for them, obviously, with the pandemic. So they might be using the Mott building. Um, oh, interesting. Which would work out great for all the things that they have. But here's what I found out that was really cool. The Mott uh, branch was built like in 1919 or something mm-hmm. from a grant from Andrew Carnegie. Oh, Interesting. Terrible titan of business. Um, what do they call them? Oh, God, the the robber the robber barons. Mm-hmm. Him and who are the other two? J.P. Morgan, and then there was one more. Um, like we're talking about, like good great things in our country with some pretty ugly warts. Um, Rockefeller. Yeah, Rockefeller was the other one. But uh, just to know that, like somebody from you know a long, long time ago, personal money to build something here in our community still still pretty cool. 
So fun fact, if you ever have an interest in taking a road trip, Cleveland has a, um, at Lakeview Cemetery, one of them is buried there. I want to say it's Rockefeller and he's got a giant, like we've, I've been on field trips to his museum of a burial site many times and it it's like really cool and it's fancy and then you can go all the way to the top and you can view the lake hence lakeview cemetery ah well i know i think he i knew he was an ohio person and yep. his proximity to every to like the steel in pennsylvania and building the railroad and all that stuff is what helped him become i think the richest person on the planet back then there was a a, a docu-series I don't know if it was on PBS or what, but it was from it was in 2012, and I was totally enthralled by it. It's mm-hmm. called "The Men Who Built America." Oh yeah. Did, did you ever watch it? I did not, but it sounds like that would be a documentary that features him. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's about those three guys. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's docu series or not. Like, there's th- the historians speak during it, but then there's also like actor portrayals and. Like, it was enthralling. And then it made me go, because it was the Gilded Age after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shit, all this is happening again. handful of people have most of the money, and everybody else has to fight for what they can. That's right. It's um, I just started the docu. I finished a docu-series on the um, college admission scandal. That was pretty good on Netflix. The Lori Loughlin stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. It focuses more on the counselor and a whole lot less on Lori Loughlin and her husband, like, a whole, it focuses on all the people that they were working with mm-hmm. as well, like the lawyers and Felicity Hoffman, but mostly just the counselor that was bribing everybody and right. doing what he was doing. And then I just started the documentary on the QAnon conspiracy on HBO. It's a docuseries. That's your thing. I have HBO now. If you come across anything that I should watch that isn't a docuseries, I'll go for it. Oh, my gosh. They have really good ones, though. You should watch mm-hmm. the one on the sex cult. Mm-hmm. No. No, I like historical ones. That, that's you, what gets me. My sister-in-law, she when she stayed with us for a while, she she was sharing with somebody, you know, what it was like. They're like, "What was it like staying over there?" And she goes, "Alex was always trying to educate me with all these documentaries." And I was like, "Oh my god, I promise I wasn't trying to educate. I just find them interesting." It's like anybody that would come over my place. People that I dated, they, they get. They get fast-tracked through all the Marvel movies. Yep, and did you know, and, the, and then I'm like, I'm the kind of person where I will pause any show, movie, or documentary to tell them, like, fun facts or, like, go into a little bit more detail about what we just saw. That's me. I read slowly, not because I'm dumb or illiterate, but I'm like, oh, that looks interesting, and 72 minutes later on Wikipedia, and I do the same thing when I'm watching something like that. I'm like, huh. Where do I know that actress from? And then yep. down, down the thing I go. Yep. Down the hatch. All right. Um, have a great night. I shall. And um, I'll text you later. Okay, bye. Bye.